Okay, and welcome back to the Galleon Grace Point podcast. We are at the finale of the What Did You Just Pray series, and this one was The Kingdom and the Power and the Glory Forever, Amen, which we uh, emphatically learned what amen means when uh, Pastor Paul very loudly yelled, Truth! <laughs> so uh, I've got my guest, Natalie Thomas, with me this week. Um, welcome, Natalie. Thank you. Um, so... Just uh, a couple pointers that I wrote down in here. A um, couple things that stood out to me. I liked the line that he said, every believer has dual citizenships, uh, dual citizenship. We are citizens of the United States and we are citizens of God's kingdom. Um, that's true for believers. And I think that that can go along with what he was saying about happiness. Um, you know, if you spend your entire life trying to chase happiness, you're never going to be truly happy until Jesus is in your heart. I am living proof of that. I, I wouldn't say I was necessarily chasing happiness all the time, but the happiness that I have now in my life and in my family and in my heart is truly rooted in Jesus. Um, it's now to the point, uh, one of my favorite songs says, uh, you'd have to take, you can't just cut off a limb. You'd have to take the whole tree down because my roots are, so embedded in now um but yeah so if, if you're constantly looking for something to fill that void in your heart um, with materials uh, anything you know tv shows whatever until you truly have christ in your heart you aren't gonna get there um i see it in my profession all the time there are there are people that are trying to fill that void with Amazon packages every single day that I'm bringing them up to their door. And don't get me wrong, I do that as well, but that's not I'm not trying to fill fill a void in happiness. Uh most of the time it's uh you know baby wipes and uh pull-ups. So um I would say the only other thing that I would really add to that point would be uh you know, he said sometimes you've got to ask yourself what what are you spending your money and your time on and a year ago, two years ago, and you know, I should say, and if you're really brave to ask someone you know that, a year ago or two years ago, I I know what that answer would have been, and I wouldn't have been proud of it, but today I, I am very proud of where I'm at in my life, where I'm at in my family, where I'm at with my friends, where I'm at with Christ, and it all started by getting here and uh, letting the Lord into my heart. So yeah, where is your time and money spent? Uh, <laughs> that you really think about that and ask someone that, and that'll tell you what you need to know about yourself and what you need to put your priorities in uh, their main focus. So, uh, Natalie, I'll ask you if you had any other thoughts on the sermon. Um, not, not really. Um, the end of your speech, you always say what is a piece of advice or something. Yeah. So it was something that I had thought of a couple weeks ago when I was listening to your podcast and it like went perfectly with um, Pastor Sermon because it's where it says, what do you make um, time for is what you think is the most valuable and important. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of what I wrote down at the end of sometimes I'll write notes on the side. Yeah, and I did, yeah. I wrote that down because I just thought, you know, where are you spending your time? Mm -hmm. Because that really is evident of what's important and valuable to you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think parents, uh, especially that have kids, you know, our kids' age can fall into that a lot, too. I listen to a lot of podcasts, and one time I was listening uh, to David Pollack, and he's very against, you know, summer sports and stuff like that because that's his family time, but he also was like, 
you know, kids get into travel ball and all this stuff, and all of a sudden they stop coming to church, and it's the right. same same spiel. Well, you know, we're really busy with baseball. We'd love to come back, but we've got this tournament. And so, yeah, I mean, if that's important to you, I'm not knocking it. I'm just telling you, you know, it, it goes along with this sermon. And I, and I don't have anything against sports, period. Trust me, I'm a huge sports fan. <laughs> but church and your faith needs to come first. And, you know, that was that was a big point of this everything is the lord's everything in your life needs to revolve around who jesus is and what he has done for you and i guess the only other thing i would add that i forgot about as i was looking at that note was you know we're trying to find this happiness we're trying to find this happiness you find it in the lord and mm -hmm. when uh, people are looking for that happiness that's a temporary void <laughs> um the lord's eternal so yes. <laughs> so uh yeah i guess that's a that's a pretty good bow i liked uh, i liked that so um yeah i guess uh we'll, we'll jump right into it uh as i said we've got natalie thomas on here um she's been listening to the podcast so she kind of knows They're the good. the lay oh thank you <laughs> <laughs> she knows the layout and kind of the questions i ask uh, she already knew the advice question so uh <laughs> You know, you know what I'm going to ask next. So basically the way this layout is, is I ask you questions and more are going to pop up in my head as you're speaking. So um, I guess what I would say is where you lead, I will follow. Okay. So <laughs> so uh, go ahead. Shout out, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I did grow up in a church here in Galleon. Um, was very involved in it. We were always at church when the doors were open. Um, but I... Although I was constantly in the church, um, we grew up in a, ha a household that um, was very, uh, I guess you would say, put on a show. Okay. Yeah. I didn't realize that's what was happening, um, but that is what had happened. Okay. Um, so my father was leading a life that pretty much a, a double life. Oh, geez. Um, he was married to my mom for 18 years, uh, had four girls. And then my parents divorced when um, I was going into middle school. Okay. Um, and the reasons for the divorce was very um, not accepted in the community, um, not accepted by me, right, you know, yeah. my, my mom and sisters. Um, and so we just kind of went through a time and still sometimes to this day are talked about sometimes um, in the community um, because of that. And... Um, I was very much, I always just wanted to please people. Yeah. Um, a people pleaser and wanted to get it right. And that was also just because that's how we were raised. Everything right. had to be perfect. Okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. So kind of li lived my life like that. Um, and then, you know, all through um, high school and stuff and just grades were important and pleasing people was important. Then I went on to get my college education and got a master's degree in teaching. That was always my dream and goal. When I was in third grade up, I just wanted to be a teacher, get married, and have kids. Okay. <laughs> yeah. right. So I did that. Um, Mike and I dated for six years, and then I finally was like, are you going to ask me to marry you? <laughs> <laughs> I had graduated from college, and I was like, that was the next thing. I was very goal-oriented. Yeah. So um, I've got to check this box. Yep, Mike. Come on. I was checking some boxes. <laughs> and so and then we had a fa had family young. So we had Brayden and then I was like, all right, two years. We're ready to have another one. Yeah. So I was very much just checking the boxes, like you said. And everything was really my my agenda, okay. what I wanted. Mm -hmm. um, and, and Mike, too. Um, but we didn't 
I say I didn't really consult God on a lot of that stuff, and I'm not proud to say that, but it was just my goals, and I was going to meet them. Right. And so um, I taught for 14 years, and I started to really sense a, a pull from teaching Okay. Um, three years before I ended up resigning from teaching. Okay. So um, Mike was not on board. He didn't want me to leave my career. Right. You know, well, that can be a really scary thing. I mean, uh, it's yes. uh, it's a major life changing decision. So I, I, I can imagine I would be in the if it was my wife, I would be in the same same right. boat. Like, <laughs> I don't know if we can do this, but, yeah. you know, uh, go ahead and continue. Yeah. <laughs> so he very much was um, against it. So I just kind of was doing some research on what I felt like God was calling me to, which was a cleaning company. Yeah. Cleaning. Um, ironically, I had actually cleaned 10 years from middle school all the way through college. Okay. And so I had a little background. Yeah. Okay. And I had said, I if teaching doesn't work out, I'll start a cleaning company. Joking. Because <laughs> once I started teaching, I was like, I would That's never it. go back to that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. You've already checked that box. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I did not enjoy it. I the thought of even like doing that as an adult was not, it, it like was not, did not sound fun or anything. Yeah. And so, um, it was a kind of ironic that that's what I was feeling called back into. Yeah. Um, and Mike just was thinking, you know, you're 14 years in your career. How are we going to afford this? Right. You know, because you are, you know, at that point, you're, you've you worked yourself up and you're making Oh, yeah, money. yeah, seniority and yeah. tenure and everything. So, yeah, I can imagine, uh, same with my profession, like if I was to transfer even to another office, right. I would lose all my seniority and all that. And it's, yeah, that's a very scary thought when you've worked your way up somewhere. But, uh, I mean, it's awesome that you uh, got the courage to do that. Yeah. So, I... I realized I was not going to change Mike's mind up. Okay. <laughs> and so I was, I mean, I had started this, um, I had really committed myself um, to God and forming that relationship about seven years ago. I just really hit, hit a, a point in my life. And I was just like, I knew every time where I was falling short and I, but I was not taking the time to spend time where it needed to be. Right. Okay. So yeah. I was very much into what my house looked like, mm -hmm. my yard, yep. you know, my classroom. Well, it sounds like because of the way you were raised, it was, it was. everything picture perfect on the, on the outside looking in anyways, yes. you know, I mean, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. uh, I can, yeah, I think that relates perfectly to this, yeah, <laughs> this sermon does. in this series. Yep. Yeah. So I, um, I had my, all of those things really became my identity. Okay. Um, and I really struggled with it because even at 14 years in my career, I did not have boundaries. Like my career was my everything. Okay. Even though I was here at church every Sunday, had my kids at church on Wednesdays, I was not making the one-on-one -on -one time like I knew I should with God. Right. Um, so you know, seven years ago, I made a made a commitment and got into a Bible study with some women, women here from church, mm -hmm. and it has been life changing. Yeah. It's like the thing that I truly, you know, aside from my family and and church family, like it is if I could spend three hours every day in the word, oh and yeah, listening to podcasts and diving in and really understanding the Bible that yeah. I would every day. Uh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> you no, know, I, I totally agree. That's uh, that's a big reason why I started this is because, 
you know, I said it last week with Norm. I listened to a lot of them, like Unashamed and stuff like yes. that. But I wanted more of a local feel. You know, I want to I want to know the people that I'm listening to. So yeah. that's kind of what I want people here to have is like, oh, I know her. <laughs> so yeah, that's neat. I love that you're doing it. Well, I appreciate it. So, um, there was kind of a I I felt God was kind of preparing me because my identity was in teaching, um, and I kept wondering why in that really five-year span of time, I, I wanted to work my way up the ladder and become admin- a principal, okay. get into administration, and doors just kept closing, and it was still on my radar, like, I was still going to accomplish that, you yeah. know, and that's where I was going to spend my last 20 years of my teaching career, right. and, but hindsight, I see what was happening, but now, I, I, at that time, I was like, why is this not working out for me? Right, yeah. You know, so... Um, then I just started to continue to pray that God would change Mike's heart on mm-hmm. the whole leading the teaching. Um, and in that May of 2020, okay. um, I did a Facebook post just to kind of see if there was any interest. And within like two weeks, I had 20 people interested. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Pretty impressive. Yeah. So <laughs> I was just going to kind of see how the summer went. Yeah. But at that point, Mike wasn't on board, so I was planning on going back into teaching, um, be just because if my husband's not on board, then I'm not on board. Right? If yeah, we're you're a team. team. Yeah. Yep, yeah. We're a team. Everybody's <laughs> got to do it together. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um. So. Well, real quick, before you go on, yeah. I was just wondering. So you said in May of 2020 was when you put that out. Do you think you did that because of the COVID break, and you were like, maybe this is a good time, or? It just felt right at that it, at that time. I literally, if if God did not work on Mike and I was going to have to go back into that classroom, I was going to honestly really struggle with it. Yeah, okay. It was, I knew, I knew myself that I just could not do it anymore. Okay, so maybe even the COVID break might have been a good thing. Honestly, yes. you got away and you're like, okay, I, I don't want to go back. Yes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep. So um, God started that and... It, but I was, I honestly was a little bit fearful. I'm like, all these people are going to expect me to be cleaning for them after three months. And what if my husband doesn't come on board and then I have to disappoint people. Right. Yeah. Comes that, you know, I want to be what everybody wants me to be. Yeah. Um, so literally like probably a week before I, I needed to put in my teacher resignation, Mike, we went to dinner for my birthday and he was like, you know what, I've really thought about it. And if this is something that you, you know, are feeling led and called to, I'm going to support you. We don't know how, what it's going to look like, how it's going to work out, but he's like, I support you. Yeah. So your prayers worked. Yes, <laughs> it, they did. And I, you know, it's nothing that I, other than just praying, he really worked on Mike's heart yeah. because he was adamantly against it. Well, that's awesome. That's yeah. Awesome. So so that would have been, you said, what, three months later? So you would have been looking like end of summer mm-hmm. of 2020 is when that started? Okay, and you've yep. been doing it ever since? Yep. And do you, any uh, any feelings of missing teaching or anything? Are you, uh, you're, you're completely No, the more I'm away from it, I don't miss it. Yeah, understandable. <laughs> you know. Understandable. Yeah. Okay. So, yep. Well, that's awesome. So uh, what's the name of the company again? Answering the call. Answering the call. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right. Well, look it up. Look it up. Yes. If you need anybody <laughs> cleaning. Um, so I guess I'll step back a couple things. Um, so, you know, once you and were you going here when you and Mike got married? Okay. I no. didn't know like when you actually started We were going started to here. Um, 
the Nazarene church. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Awesome. So when did you guys actually start coming here? So um, we started coming here when Lillian was just an infant. Okay. So she's nine. So about 10 years ago okay. is when we started coming here. Okay. Just, uh, you know, what I guess like. Did you hear about it from someone else, or did you just really like that? You know, was a whole nother story, too. So, <laughs> um, grew up at the Nazarene Church, okay. and um, as I became an adult and you know had my kids and stuff, um, I just was feeling uh, at a point in my life, I went through like a two year span where I felt like, okay, it's time to move on from here, okay. Um, but it was one of those things where you're familiar with the environment, you're familiar with the people, mm -hmm. it's what you know, comfortable. Comfor comfort yeah. zone. And so, um, I really for two years, like struggled with making that decision. And literally one Sunday I showed up to church there and I felt the Holy Spirit say, this is, this is your last day. Yeah. You don't have to come Close back that here. Door. Yeah. And literally that, that was, that yeah. was the last Sunday that we went there and then my kids had went to VBS here okay. and absolutely loved it. Okay. We knew a lot of the, you know, the people that went here, um, not close, but we knew of them. Um, so we've been coming since. Yeah. 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 It, it's amazing. Like everybody I've talked to, it's kind of been that they were here one time and it wasn't like, yeah, and then we came again a few yeah. months later. It was no. like, nope, we're, we're here and we are here for the long haul. Yes. It's an amazing church. It, it really <laughs> is. But that's, that's really cool. So you said, yeah, about nine years, eight or nine years ago. Yep. Awesome. That's really, really cool. Um, yeah. Cause we kind of had a similar thing and I don't hold any ill will, you know, towards my old church right. or anything. Yep. It was just, you know, I grew up with it and kind of felt like a, I was going through a repetitiveness there and I, I wasn't gaining right. anything spiritually and I, this, I, this is coming from someone who went to Catholic school like I had religion class every day I, I yep. know the stories but as an adult I was like uh, you know I'm, I'm still hearing the same things I heard in third grade this, right this yeah. doesn't feel right anymore yes but yeah um so anyways to get um to step back a few other things that, just, that <laughs> yeah. keep popping up in my head um so tell me a little bit more about your family like uh how how you and mike met and go on from there okay again, so uh, i'll use the gilmore girl quote again where you lead i'll follow <laughs> <laughs> mike is a gilmore girl fan <laughs> if you guys aren't following <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, he definitely wanted that to be mentioned he too. did <laughs> <laughs> he said can you please <laughs> um so um, let's see here. I have a twin sister. Okay. And uh, her her boyfriend at the time, she ended up marrying her high, like middle school sweetheart. But he lived on the same road that Mike lived on. Okay. And um, I didn't have the greatest of luck <laughs> with boys. I kind of would get used, I guess, to help him with homework. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so they kept telling Mike, like, we. Nicole has a twin, you guys, you would be great together. And, but Mike is four, four years older than me. Okay. So, um, you know, he, I was, I turned 18 my senior year and then that's when I was allowed to date someone that was that older. Was older. Okay. And so, um, they had introduced us together. Actually, not yet. They had taken me to a party that Mike was having cause it was his birthday. Ah, okay. And I saw him and, um, thought he was cute. And so I think within that next day or sometime that week, I had gotten him a rose. Okay. And 
I had a card from his secret admirer. Okay. And so I went and put it on his porch, not knowing that he saw me from the window. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so as I, you know, I just left it on his porch and didn't think he would find out. I mean, I guess I was hoping that he would, but, um, and then I had was with Matt and Nicole that evening, and he was like, so, you know, what was that rose? And so, yeah, and it, we've been together since. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So. And then what, uh, what year did you guys get married? We got married in 2006. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. And you've got three, three kids. Three kids. Okay. Yeah. And you've got one in high school and two. So two in high two school. Two in high school. A junior and a freshman, and then Lillian is in fourth grade. Awesome. Yep. Same as Brantley. Yeah. Yeah. So, um. I guess my next question then would be, um, you got the kids here to vacation Bible school and everything. So mm-hmm. that would have been the two that were in high school at the time that I'm assuming. Yes. Okay. So they yep. get here and then do they do, you know, like the, the youth group and all oh, that Oh yeah. Stuff? Yeah. They, um, absolutely loved the, the youth group. Um, and they have been really active. You know, we were active in Kidventure when they had that. Uh-huh. Um, I did some of the skits on Sunday mornings up there. I had always spent my time teaching Sunday school at my old church. Oh, okay. And I, I kind of stepped away from that. I wanted something, you know, different, but they didn't have those kind of opportunities at her old church. Okay. And so um, we would go to that every Sunday. And I was like, this is really neat. I think this would be a fun way to use your gifts. Not that I'm gifted in um, theater <laughs> because <laughs> I'm not. I never did theater, but I just thought that'd be fun. Yeah. And so I did that. I think maybe like four years and then, um, and then the kids would, we would go there and then they would go to their Sunday school and then I would come here. Mike was not attending church at that time. Um, so he, he attended a little bit at the NAS. Um, he always worked second or third shift. He always worked six days a week Yep. and his, I say excuse, I, I got very frustrated, um, with my husband, um, because he would say Sundays is my only day to sleep in. Uh And that was the story every Sunday. And so I actually just told him, uh, you know, a while back, not too long ago, but I was like, I actually got really frustrated with you and I stopped praying for you (laughs) because (laughs) I just, I did, I got annoyed by it. Right. Um, And it was not a priority. He was a believer, but church was not a priority priority. And I'm like, you know, if you are physically able to get into the church, I really believe you should be in the church. Yeah, I totally I totally relate to what he's saying, though. I mean, I've been in that same yeah. circumstance until I got here. I mean, I used to work six days a week and Sundays were my only right. day to sleep in. And and I'll be honest, that was my excuse. Most of the time I didn't even sleep in. I just okay. didn't want to go. Right. Like it was, you know, I've said the story multiple times about when we were even first coming here. Like I had no true ambition on coming here and staying here i just okay i went along with it and then i got here and was like oh wait okay yes, i yeah. do like this and <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> the lord spoke to me right that day and uh so i guess that would lead me into the next thing then so how did you uh, was mike the same way when he first got here did it did it instantly click with him or so um he would come every now and then. I, I don't know what they call it when you just come for Easter and Christmas Eve, but that's what he would come for. Um, he he really struggles in crowds. And so he would, you know, just kind of end up in a sweat and have to step out for a good majority of it mm-hmm. until he felt comfortable. And so that was kind of his thing. He also didn't like that he 
he felt that way. Right. So that also would help. He would put the brakes on a little bit, you know, like I'm not comfortable there. And I was like, you just keep coming and it will get better. Yeah. Um, so actually what happened, it's almost been three years now. Okay. Um, my sisters and my mom and I, we always take a trip to Pennsylvania and go shopping for Christmas okay. the, the weekend before Thanksgiving. Okay. And um, so almost three years ago, I didn't even ask Mike to get the kids to church that day. I was like, I'm not even going to bother okay. because at that time it kind of would have been a little bit of an inconvenience. And I was just like, I'm not even going to deal with it. Not worth the fight. Yeah. Not worth the fight. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't mention anything. And I just thought, I guess they won't go to church this Sunday because my mom would have been the one that I would have said, can you get them there? But she was with me. Right. And so I, you know, obviously called them on that weekend trip and he said, I took the kids to church today and my jaw dropped. I was like, <laughs> you did, you did? <laughs> like what? Like you really, you really got up and went to church. And he's like, yeah. And he has not missed a Sunday since. I believe it. And he loves it. Yeah. And I was just telling him, you know, a couple months ago, like as his wife, um, sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're good. That was like one of the most important things for Oh, I me can as imagine. his wife, yeah, you know, um, because, you know, I just, I married him because of the person that he is. Yeah. And, um, I knew that he would be a wonderful father mm -hmm. to our future kids yeah. and, um, a wonderful husband. Um, and you know, he, he believed in God, but he did not have that strong relationship and it, it, it was straining on our marriage right. and, um, to have him, you know, come around almost nearly, you know, 18 years later and uh, really he's really over the course of these three years, like he's really growing as a Christian. Yeah. And I'm like, that is really all, all that I wanted as yeah. his wife. Yeah, absolutely. And for my kids to start seeing that, like it's impacting, like it's, it's just huge. The ripple effect of a man, your husband going to church. It really is that you can notice it like almost immediately too, yep. like, you know, not that, you know, kids aren't looking up to their mothers, but the, the right. fathers are the leader of the family mm -hmm. in most circumstances. And when they see that, I mean, I've noticed it with my kids. And yep. I mean, honestly, you know, just everything you said about Mike is spot on. He's a great person. Um, he's been a great friend since we've grown our relationship. Yes. Um, <laughs> great father. I mean, just you know, even just good with kids, period. Like when he, he was is. over at the, ho yeah. the house last <laughs> week, he gives my daughter <laughs> his phone so she can go <laughs> run around and watch Super Kitties. And yeah. He's just a, an awesome guy. One of the uh, one of the first few guys that I really developed a relationship with here. Um, we really uh, talked first on the fishing charter. Um, yeah. You know, Nate was one of the first, Nate and Neil were one of the first ones I talked to there. And then uh, Mike came up to me and uh, – we kind of were on the side by ourselves for a little bit, talking for quite right. a while. I mean, we had some uh, mutual people we knew, and then he was showing me a lot of the work he's done on the lures that yeah. he makes and everything. And so just an awesome, awesome guy, um, you know, and it makes it even better that he's the world's biggest Gilmore Girls fan. Yes. <laughs> I had to throw it in one more time. Mike. I said, I said, um, Rochelle, he can, we can have all the girls and Mike yeah. <laughs> sit there and watch it with us. Uh, I'll, I'll oblige as well. <laughs> but no, I, uh, I, I totally get what you're saying. Um, and I think my wife felt the same way you did. You know, she yeah. got teary eyed at that point where she's, you know, 
finally like I've felt this way now I've got him on board and yes um you know as much as Mike and I were doing it to make you happy it was or make you and my wife happy it's also just because the Lord finally spoke to us and reached us and in a way that I honestly didn't think was possible and I'm sure Mike probably feels that way as well like it was not important to me at one point in my life and uh you know, that was a sermon a few weeks ago is, you know, you are never going to be invested in something you find unimportant. And right. then one day it was, and I always was a believer, the same thing, but I wasn't right. practicing. Yes. I was, uh, you know, I claimed to be uh, a believer in God. And, and like I said, I, I did, and I just wasn't, I didn't know what I was doing. I right. was, I was kind of lost and wow, the changes that it makes is yeah. insane. I, I can't say it enough times. It feels like I'm just repetitive on this podcast sometimes, but once I stepped foot in here, it was, it was a game changer. Everything changed for our marriage, for Mm -hmm. parenting. And again, it's, it's not, you know, my wife even said a couple weeks ago, we were talking about something and she was, uh, I was talking about something from years ago and she was, uh, like, yeah, like we never had a bad relationship. Like it's never like we didn't love each other, but now it's just at a, a brand new level. Yes, <laughs> exactly. It's the most yep. important thing because we're we're on the same page in preparing ourselves for eternity. Yes. So. Yep. Yeah. And there is no greater thing to be doing. I know. You know, <laughs> like I used to be a worrier. I would stress about things. I would, you know, like fret. And literally, I wake up every day and I'm like, I'm gonna worry about today. Yes. And I'm really not worrying about it. I know he's gonna take care of it. Right. And everything might not go perfectly. And there might be some tears shed or, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, I always put things in perspective. Like, is it really that big of a deal? Yes. You know, and that's really how we need to live each day because so many people just worry about things that are uncontrollable. Yes. And that really, in the big scheme of life, they're not important. It's (laughs) a short-term problem. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) And I think... and I think a lot of people are going through that because, you know, this these are very, very difficult times for a yes. lot of people. I mean, you know, there's not a lot of people that are absolutely thriving in today's economy. Right. You know, things cost more and that's obviously incredibly stressful. But, right. you know, if you can sit and dwell on it or you can pray about it and right. your, your worries will feel a lot, a yes. lot better. So, yep. I, th- I think that's uh, I think that's a heck of a way to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I guess the other thing I was going to ask you, too. So you went on the mission trip this year. Yes. Um, was this your first time? It was. OK. So um, give me uh, give me a little stories. Well, I guess before you give me stories from that, um, how did you a get to the point that you were like, this is something I want to do? And B, how did you get to the point where you're like, this is something I'm going to do? Yeah. Um, so when we started attending this church, um, shortly after they had taken a teen group on a mission trip okay. and I was like, oh, that is so cool. Um, I, number one, I've never left the country and I grew up in a very sheltered home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, even in get, like, I just, I don't, I'm not very worldly, I guess you would say, um, very naive and, you know, um, so that part earlier you know 10 years ago I was like yeah that's scary yeah no way <laughs> not, not happening I'd get eaten alive <laughs> yeah, you know exactly yeah. <laughs> so but I did think 
I mean, I always like been a loved like missions and, um, but another thing that kind of would worry me is, you know, I don't growing up in Galleon, it's not very, very diverse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that makes me nervous because sometimes I would think I'm going to say the wrong thing. I'm okay. going to do the wrong thing. Yeah. And so I just kind of get in my head and yeah. just think it's I, no, not for me. Um, but I just loved the idea of, of that doing it. Yeah. And I then was like waiting for a time when it w- would come around and that I could go. But in other mission trips that would come, it was more for just men. You know, they were doing some things that really women couldn't do. Okay. Um, so then there weren't really any opportunities. And then once COVID hit and all that, I was like, that really put the brakes on. And I actually, in my mind, was thinking, wow, that I don't know that I'll ever get to go get on a mission trip. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there wasn't any talk of it, nothing for, you know, quite a while. And so literally that Sunday in February, when I saw it in the bulletin, I was like thinking in my head, I'm going to ask Mike if he wants to go. And if he doesn't want to go, I'm going. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, honey, do you think that you would want to go? And he's like, no, I can't do the heat and I'm not leaving the country. He was like, so that's all you. And so I had messaged Jeannie and I was like, do you know any details like on this? And she didn't know a whole lot. And, and then that's when... I, you know, let them know that, yes, I was interested. Okay. Um, and then I got a phone call from Pastor, and he was like, well, here's the deal. You're the only woman that's going to go. And I was like, I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> sign me up. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I, I mean, I don't care. And so I think he was kind of surprised, And but I, I didn't even think, I didn't need to know any details. I I just knew I was going, yeah, yeah. you know, and I was re- very excited about it. So, okay. So it wasn't even really a, a, a ramp up. Then you just, you weren't nope. going to go. And then you were like, all right, I'm in. Yep. Okay. Yep. <laughs> all right. So walk me through kind of, uh, I guess the beginning, like, uh, where you, how you were feeling when you were getting ready to leave and you know, how you were when you were coming back, kind of the whole, uh, range of emotions and experiences yeah. on the mission trip. So I think a lot of um, my family was worried about me. And like I said, I don't really live in worry, fear, what ifs. And so I'm not thinking about all the things that they are. (laughs) And they're like, you know, because we were supposed to be going to like an Indian reservation where it was very, you know, kind of out there remote and this and that. And I'm like, yeah, so. (laughs) (laughs) And so um, they were definitely more worried than I was. um, And I was like, it's going to be okay. I was like. I'm not leaving any of their sides, you right, know, yeah, like exactly. I'm li- they're literally going to be like right there right with here. me. Yeah. It's going to be okay. Um, and then, you know, sleeping in tents and someone said, so you camp. And I was like, nope. All right. Yeah, this is, this <laughs> I, I don't camp. First, but yeah. <laughs> I used to camp, you know, when I was in my younger 20s, but right. not a whole lot even. Yeah. So I can't really say I'm a camper. Um, but and do I love spiders? No, I hate spiders. <laughs> I don't like bugs, but yeah. I was like, it's going to be okay. I'm going to keep my tent zipped. <laughs> yeah, 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 that'll do it. <laughs> you know? So, um, so I was, I was not, um, nervous. I, you know, I don't know Spanish. So I was like, how is that going to work? Yeah. And, you know, I really don't know, didn't know any, um, but I'm, I did tell the guys, I'm like, if you see me smiling and nodding, I have no idea no what's idea going what's on. Happening. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I was a little bit nervous once we got, you know, to that airport, like with customs and all that. Cause I'm like, I, I 
don't travel. Right. I've okay. only flown. Maybe that was my third time. Okay. Um, so I don't have a lot of flying experience, you know. Same. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, I don't have a lot of experience with culture, you know. And so, um, but they, you know, they were all great, walked me through it. And um, it was just, the, the whole experience was, I, I can't even, like, put it into words. Um, I totally would do it again, though. And okay. I want to, like, it's. It's part of my, I feel like it's part of my mission now is okay. just to be able to go and, you know, share the love of God and just also see how other people in other countries are worshiping the same God we are yeah. and their love that they have. Like yeah. it was, it was really cool. Um, but I'm very, phys- I, I like physical labor. Mm-hmm. So that part I really enjoyed. Um, okay. I like working with my hands and um, so you know, we helped finish building their church for them. Yeah. Um, I will say you being the only female and, you know, the, wi- the women there, they, they just cook and clean. Yeah. Yeah. Laundry. Um, and then the men are doing all the work. So that I think was kind of weird for them to see me to in see that role. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't get super close to the women. Okay. Um, and I would like to learn, like I have not started it yet. Um, my goal is to start learning Spanish. Okay. That way I can communicate more with the women. Yeah. Um, Because they, they would smile. They were very friendly. We said a little bit of Spanish, you know, but it was more, you know, very just terms that we would all know. Right. Um, so that is a goal of mine because, you know, you, I saw how Jason and Neil and, you know, Tony and I mean, just all of them, how Brent, how, over the course of the years that they've been going, they've really formed some good, deep relationships with those men. Okay. And the impact that they have on them. And so that was really neat to see that, you okay. know. Um, and it was just the the night that we got to worship in their church, it literally like brought me to tears. Like oh, I it was it was very moving. I don't know what they were singing. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> like they were singing in their own language and, you know, but you could just feel the Holy Holy Spirit in that in that church, yeah. I and bet. you you felt the love of God, and those children were just the sweetest, oh, and it was a really neat experience. And I would ju- you know like any time that for whatever you know whatever you feel the Holy Spirit pushing you to do, no matter how big or small, no matter how fearful or do it, yeah, because the blessing that you get is incredible it, it sounds like it was a really awesome experience. It was. everybody i've talked to i mean you know they basically have told me you know outside of the the stomach uh yeah. <laughs> for a little bit <laughs> everything was pretty good yeah that was that was an experience <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. goodness oh that's funny um so i guess i didn't even realize that but as you were saying it so the I guess I just kind of assumed it was different people all the time when they went there. So they knew these people. Like they Jane knew some of them. So okay. the, the crew that went up from Olanchito that went up with us to do the work, Okay. they knew that crew. Oh, okay. That's, That's Pastor really cool. Juan and um, people that he knows in the community. Okay. So a lot of those guys, they have worked with for s- probably, I think, four mission trips now. Okay. So we did not know the community of people that we built the church for. Okay. Um, so we didn't know them. Um, they didn't know them, I guess. Um, but they did know a lot of the people, the, the men that worked with us. Okay. That's yeah. That's really cool. 
So on the on the day or night when you know they got to worship there for the first time, so yeah. was that a what was it a pretty big crowd that showed up or um uh, it so a lot of the families were always right there in the area mm-hmm. as we were working throughout the week. Okay, um, there were a few families that came just for that night of worship. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. I I don't know. There might have been like thirty people in the service or something um i forget how many fam i feel like there was maybe seven families okay um because we you know gifted each family some food and like some of our you know stuff that we were leaving behind because we didn't we don't bring a whole lot of stuff back with us um so i think there was seven families um and yeah most of them were kind of around that week you know yeah so okay so i guess um how would you um, kind of sell it to someone that's kind of on the fence of if, if they would want to go? I mean, I guess, um, you know, for me, l- let's use me as an example. I guess yeah. my excuse, <laughs> you yeah. know, because I'm not going to sit here and say, well, I can't do it. It's an excuse. So, okay. <laughs> um, you know, uh, well, I, I'm going to have to miss work. I don't like flying. I don't want you know, to have the stomach bug. How do yes. you, how, sell me on, uh, right. on, on how I can get there. And, uh, cause I actually, I, I do think that eventually I'm going to go on one. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I'd say the one excuse that is kind of holding me back right now is that my daughter is very young. So, right. um, in a couple of years though, I, I do think I go on one, but if you, uh, if you could sell me or someone else that's listening to it, how listening to this, how would you sell me on it? Oh gosh, I'm not a saleswoman. <laughs> well, you almost have to be. I mean, I you've got to sell your cleaning services. I know, and I, I'm, I mean, everybody that works for me knows I don't really. I'm not pushy. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, you know, you would never want to miss out on an experience or opportunity that God has written down for you and already in store for you, right? Yeah. You would never want to. Correct. Um, because we all know that everything he's got planned for us, it's shaping and developing us in some form and manner, right? Yeah. So even though the experience had some pretty crappy parts. Yeah. <laughs> literally. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, that's a good adjective. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, you know, was literally laying down in in my tent one day, all day. You know, I still would, in a heartbeat, sign up today. Do it again. I, I would. Okay. And, like, you, you won't, I mean, yes, you can touch people here in the United States. You can touch people locally in Shelby, Gallia, and Crestline. Yeah. Um, but I guess what, what I would tell you and anybody else is you really don't know how good you have it here right? and to have that perspective and to see how much we really take for granted and how good we have it. Like we really should not be complaining about anything ever. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, you know, Jason said you're you'll quickly quickly get back into your routine of life, and you know yeah. because it's I don't know like the leading up to it, and then you know even coming back for you know close to a month, you're still in that mentality, right? And but I mean we do we take so much for granted, and like every day since my journey started, you know, like really seven years ago my my goal every day is 
how can I grow closer to God? How mm-hmm. can I be more like Jesus? How can I reflect that? How can I be that light? Yeah. Those experiences that you can't get here, they give you that. Yeah. Okay. You know, they really do. Okay. And um, so you go thinking you're helping people, but really they are helping. giving, gifting, gifting you something yeah. that is a lifetime gift, okay. you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, no, I, okay, I think you've sold me on it. <laughs> no, I was just thinking to myself, like, as you were saying, you know, we don't realize, uh, you know, how good we have it and the things we take for granted. And I think all parents are guilty of saying that to their kids. But, uh, right. you know, we have an idea of what it's like over there, but you're kind of expressing to me like, no, we really don't. No, and and obviously the this trip that I went on, it's it was very remote, and, I mean – they literally just threw their garbage on the ground and they would just burn their garbage and they didn't, they would every now and then have a little sack of, I think that some of the cement stuff was in and we would maybe sometimes throw stuff in there. Okay. Um, but I'm imagining that attracts a lot of wildlife. Oh, it did. It did. I mean, so I mean, just their cleanliness, like their access to water Mm -hmm. and you know, all of that, like, It really makes you think like, wow, I, I have so much yeah. that really like all the things that you come back to in your house, you look around and you're like, why do I have all this? Stuff? I have 17 bottles of soap. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like why, why do I have all of this? Yeah. Like, do I really need all of this? Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So but I think it goes to show, I mean, just how, how good God can work in somebody. I mean, you, you started this episode by describing how like your house had to be perfect yes. everything had to be perfect like i'm just guessing that that version of you would have never even considered going somewhere like that no actually uh, during that time i said oh i will never leave the country <laughs> right, ever yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know like i i just wouldn't um and and because i lived that way um before we moved to the house that we live in now like i just had this um impression that my house was never good enough mm-hmm. it was too small and we never had anybody over uh, like mike and i missed out on a lot like our kids we would let our kids have friends over right but as far as like mike and i's relationship with friends like we really we 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 hold ourselves back from things that god has for us right because we're not willing to let go of pride or you know whatever it is right. we're not willing to be humble and you know like and I got to a point where I quit apologizing. You have to quit apologizing mm-hmm. for things because you, that that's good enough. Yeah, exactly. You know, it yeah. is. We are good enough yes. in our current state, no matter how much we've sinned or, you know, no matter how we've lived our life or what bad choices we've made, we are good enough right now in yep. this very second for him. And Absolutely. he can use us in so many ways that we don't we can't even fathom yeah and that's uh, i think a lot of people get lost i mean we've talked about it yeah i I feel like i'm referencing this series like the greatest (laughs) hits of the series coming to me but people you know there's people that think they're lost and there's nothing that can happen for them and it's not true it's just not true Mm -mm. you know and you could be someone that is at the absolute worst rock bottom or you could be someone that you just you can't figure out exactly what you're feeling just kind of you're you're like Ohio weather. You're just great. Right, yes. <laughs> you know? So it's 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 so easy to fall into that though. Yep. I mean, you know, I feel like forever when people were coming over, you know, 
if the first thing that came out of my mouth is sorry that my house is a mess and then I finally started getting people to respond to me. They're like, I, we had kids the same age. So like, yes. We understand. <laughs> yes. Not that big of a deal. And I'm like, yep. you know what? Why am I? What, what is the point? Who I cares? know. Yeah. You know, same thing. Like, we love our home. You know, is it the biggest home in the world? No, but we are, our doors are open. You know, yep. we had you guys over and we had a great and, time. And so did we. And it, <laughs> yep. it was just a fun time. And not, and then, not one time did I think about that afterwards. Like, well, you know, no. did I clean that one spot in that one corner? <laughs> right. <laughs> and if I don't, next time I'll hire Natalie to clean it for me. So. That's right. Answering <laughs> the call. That's right. <laughs> Perfect plug. <laughs> well, um, I guess before I get into the, the final things I do on here, is there uh, any other stories you have that I haven't questioned you on or something you want to bring up? I don't think so. You think you covered all the bases? I think so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I guess the the other thing I would say, you kind of gave a little bit of the advice thing earlier. Did you have something else you wanted to end with advice-wise? Um, uh, this is a piece of advice that Mike has remembered since our marriage counseling. I made him do marriage counseling. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> um, and he has actually reminded me of it because... Sometimes I can be the one that gets a little huffy and puffy, and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, isn't always like listening or giving him like direct attention. And so he was like, you know, remember in our marriage counseling, you know, pastor said um, like the first five minutes of an interaction with your spouse or, you know, whoever in your household or even at work, yeah. the way that you interact within that first five minutes, it's going to determine how the rest of your day goes. Yeah. And he will remind me of that sometimes because, you know, we can sometimes, especially when he worked second and third shift, it was just come and go. And we were just, you know, we didn't see each other and we were very snippy sometimes, you know, yeah, yeah, stressed and trying to carry the load of, you know, the household. And, and so, you know, that is just a piece of advice I would, you know, like to share because it is true. Like we really need to not push Whatever has happened at our at our work of that day, yep. it shouldn't be pushed back on our spouse for our kids. Right. Or, you know, if we had a bad, uh, something happen with a friend or, you know, something that doesn't need to be reflected once we step into our home at, you know, and pushed off onto our family. So Yeah, absolutely. Because it's not only going to affect, you know, you and your spouse at that moment, but then you're going to be irritated at each right. other. But you're not going to want to argue in front of your kids. Right. So then you're just going to be... <laughs> pent up all day long thinking yep. of more things to say no i totally agree with that i think the that and then you know what everyone says don't go to bed angry yes. you know kind of yep, mix all one in too. one yeah yep. because then you're just gonna start the next morning even yes. more angry <laughs> i had a dream about you and you won't <laughs> believe what you did yes oh, oh goodness no i like that advice that was that was really good um and i appreciate you coming on i'll uh i'll close out real quick with some of the uh things so you're I know Mike's doing uh, Jason's connection group. Are yes. you in any right now? I'm not in any okay. right now. I, I was going to go to that, but with Mike's journey and, you know, everything with the Lord, I thought, you know, I really, I do want him to have his space yeah. and feel like he can really speak and do what he wants. Because yeah. sometimes even, I mean, even sometimes when you're new, because he thinks, well, she's so much further along than me. And I'm like, you need to stop saying that, yeah. you know? But so I said, I'm going to kind of just let you yeah. do this. You you do this and I'll stay home with the kids. And I want you to really focus on, you know, your connection group. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, that's that's a really cool that you thought that like forward on it. And honestly, I tell you, Mike is uh, if not the first within the first couple that 
the day this gets released, he's texting me within hours of it being released yes. and tell it, talking about the episode. Um, he has been a great supporter of this. He's been a great friend all the way along. But uh, so, yeah, his, his, his journey is going very, very well. And it is. Yeah. Know, in a short friendship that I've had with him just in that um, brief amount of time, like I'm very proud of how I've how I've seen him grow. Oh, yeah. He's thanks. A, he's a really, really. It's been really cool to watch. Yeah. It's been really <laughs> cool to get to know him and get to know you guys and everyone here that I've spoken to. I mean, Norm and I hadn't ever really had a conversation until, I mean, just brief things here right. and there, but hadn't even, he didn't even know my name until last week when okay. I asked him to do the podcast. And then we had that episode. And uh, first of all, it was awesome. He was, yeah, that was uh, a good he one. He was fantastic. Yes. <laughs> but I came up here and hit stop on the recording and. We sat down there for another half hour talking, and I just was laughing as he was talking. I'm like, Norm, I didn't have to stop <laughs> recording. We could have kept going. So I told him that again Sunday because he brought me the movie that he was talking oh, about. Yeah, okay. yeah. So I, I was going to watch it last night. We were actually watching it tonight. But yeah. uh, I told him that. I said, we could have kept recording. And he goes, well, that just means that I'll come on next time because uh, Colette said I stole the mic the whole time anyway. So be stay tuned for part two yeah. with the Meese family. Because, with Colette uh, in the spotlight. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I don't know though. Norm, Norm will try to steal it. I bet. So. <laughs> That's great. Uh, but to uh, to touch on a few things coming up. So, uh, you guys are listening to this probably Wednesday. Um, so there will be Bible study at 10 a.m. and 7 p.m. on Wednesday. Youth group from 6:30 to 8:30 in the Christian Life Center. Um, this Saturday is the first. Uh, uh, well, the first of, <laughs> of November. That's the only one in November. The men's breakfast and Bible study at 9 a.m. in the cafe. I was really looking forward to that because uh, I work most Saturdays and um, I only get like every fourth or fifth off the way my schedule uh, rotates and. I was going to get to go to this one, and we are now down two carriers, so I have to work, which stinks, but it'll be okay. Still going to have fun in the evening, but I will have to miss this one. But as a little bit of a teaser for next week, we will have the man himself in charge of that. Tim will be on the podcast next week. Um, but uh, this Sunday, there will be practice for the kids' Christmas program again. There wasn't last week. Um, also, Sunday, I don't, I, f I almost forgot my own thing. Open gym. And this one, I have heard from a lot of people that they are bringing their kids uh, because basketball is starting to get into full swing. Um, even if they're not playing and they just want to come play around, they're welcome. But if they want to work on their skills a little bit and play with some kids, get some pickup games going, or if you're just a parent that feels like your kid is way too energetic on Sunday from <laughs> 4 to 6, drop them off, and we will do something with them. Um, oh, yeah, and then uh, baptism. Baptism is this Sunday. Uh, personally excited on another level because my wife is getting baptized. I'm super excited to see that. Um, actually, my father-in-law and uh his wife are coming up to watch That's rochelle exciting. get baptized they live uh in southern ohio a little over three hours away so you know don't get to see them all the time mm -hmm. period but uh i called him and he's actually been a listener of the podcast and has been a big fan of it so they're coming to watch rochelle and watch everybody get baptized um but i i think that pretty much covers it um the sign up sheet is still out there oh wait i did forget a couple more things <laughs> sorry um fall back next Sunday. So uh, if you uh, show up to church on the wrong time, we know that you forgot to change your clock. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yes, 
Uh, the Grace Point Membership Exploration Day is not this Sunday, but Sunday, November 12th from noon to 3 in the cafe. And they are still taking donations for the PB&J uh, Friends fundraiser. I think they said they're out of books, but they still have calendars left. And you can still sign up for the 5K. My wife and mother-in-law are doing that and looking uh, very forward to that. And then the last one I will say, is because I'm long-winded here with this, I can tell, is... Um, they sign up sheets for everything for Thanksgiving Day are down there right now. We started doing this a couple years ago and had the ki- well, I shouldn't say the kids had Brantley. Emery's a toddler, so she wouldn't be much help. But uh, started doing it on Christmas or Christmas. Man, I'm all over the place. Thanksgiving Day, and it has become, frankly, the highlight of Thanksgiving Day for me. It is such a fun experience, a to be helping everybody, but. It's so fun in there being around everyone and the converse, everybody's in a good mood. It's a great way to start Thanksgiving Day before you're with your families or whatever you're doing that day. So if you don't have anything going on in the morning and you can spare some time to either fill trays, pass out food, deliver food, anything, cook food, I, I highly recommend signing up. It's a really great, fulfilling experience. Um, they do a great job down there. I know everybody's been through a lot of things here at the church and things we've done, you know, hog roast and all the things we put on. Personally, this day is my favorite. It is, I I can't say much more about it other than it is a super fulfilling thing. And even my son, who's in fourth grade, same age as your daughter, it's, he really looks forward to it too. He loved doing it that first year. And uh, so, yeah, if you can sign up for that, there's a lot of different things you can do. Um, but other than that, I think we'll close it up. Thank you again, Natalie, You're for welcome. coming on. We'll uh, we'll have you on again uh, in the future. Um, I've kind of got an idea of what we're gonna do next year. I'm gonna continue this season, this uh, this whole year, and really until Memorial Day before summer break is gonna continue to be this getting to know thing. But I, I've got a pretty good idea of what I'm gonna do next year, and I, I think you'll be oh, uh, I think you'll be interested, and I think uh, I think you'll come on at least once or twice. So yeah, thank you again, mm-hmm. and uh, also um, she was gracious. Uh, gracious, I am so grateful for her coming on because not a lot of people want to put their story out there and just need to take that plunge and kind of like her getting on the plane and going to the mission trip. Um, maybe that's what you need to do to come on here and tell everybody your story. I mm-hmm. think. Uh, I think there's been a lot of connections made already through this just by someone learning something new about someone they didn't know before. So, so thank you again for coming on. Thank you all. And, uh, God bless. And we'll see you Sunday.